welcome back to the Player Haters Ball, or no, hey, the Spook House Podcast. I'm Phil, this is my co-host Doug. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, there's only going to be, this is going to be a split down the middle type of episode because I was going to, I was going to read the text messages that you sent me the day you saw this movie. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I, I still screenshotted it and I have it just to, uh, just to pull up. Uh. I'm excited for the hate. I'm excited for it. Well, let me let me preface by saying this. I don't enjoy doing these kind of episodes. I really don't. And what I mean by that is when a movie comes out and it has over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it seems to be, for the most part, loved by everybody. And when I see the movie and I'm like, did we watch the same movie? You guys saw what I saw, right? Like this, we're talking about this, this <laughs> Netflix original looking fucking movie. Evil Dead generic uh, is what we're calling it. Yeah, well, we're going to get all into it. So we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. Kind of cut to the chase. We're going to try to make this like a kind of short episode. I did not sleep well last night. I worked all day. I feel like shit. But you know what? Scott Stapp's not the only one that has a sacrifice. This podcast is my sacrifice. Wow. Wow. I, I appreciate you for going a step higher <laughs> oh. and saying that and saying that creed pun. Yeah. I really do enjoy it. Honestly, Scott Sapp would have made this movie just a little they better. Should have called this Evil Dead like higher. They used higher. That would have been so much yeah. better. Scott Sapp could have got a cameo as a deadite. I mean, he would look badass in like zombie makeup. Probably would have looked more intimidating than these deadites. And he's like the, uh, I mean, he it's, it's, Creed is a Christian rock band, so he believes in Jesus Christ. He could be the undead version of Jesus Christ. He could be his corpse. He believes in all that Easter shit. <laughs> <laughs> all that Easter shit. Evil dead Easter. Easter dead rise. All right, Doug. So we kind of have differing opinions on this. You think it's, you're kind of down the middle. You're like, it was okay. Right? Only okay. I use the words uh, decent. Yeah, decent comes to mind when thinking about uh, Evil Evil Dead Rise, uh, Dead by Dumb, as I'm calling it. Uh, good. I thought it was just good, like flatline, just like a solid straight line across. Nothing horrible, nothing too good to make me like extremely excited for the future of the Evil Dead franchise. Um, there was a couple interesting directions that. I think it could take in the future, but this was just straight up down the middle. It was fine. It wasn't offensive. Um, and then just to preface this also, so the people know, Phil texted me when he saw this movie on, on a Tuesday, yeah, a couple, couple days before it was like wide right. release. And you said capital G for generic. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, because we were both, I mean, <laughs> I'd say we were both pretty excited. Yeah, I was very excited. About I mean, especially movie. the day of. I'm like, okay, um, all these critics love it. Everybody's raving about it. Like, yeah, I'm ready to have my mind blown. And I was sitting there just, I was like, this is bad. This is so cringe. <laughs> it's so fucking generic. And I really can't. I can't def I can't defend it as much as I would like to. I like how we I like when we have differing opinions. But you're not I'm going to, you know, you're not saying anything that's too out of the realm of ridiculous. Like this movie is not 
and and I, I agree that I feel like excitement clouds a lot of people's judgment because they're so hyped. They're so hyped. They don't want to be let down, but it's like, okay, to be, to, to have those feelings of, you know, slight disappointment. If you go in with these wildly high expectations and that's why I don't really believe those first few reviews that come out for any movie, not just horror movies for anything, uh, because the excitement is too high. And, you know, once you go in and you're just excited to see something new, something you've been excited yeah. for, your review could just be based off of that excitement just because you're so hyped to see it. On second watch, if the, if it's still there, then it's okay. Obviously, everything's subjective. Yeah. But, yeah and um, hey, just not that I have to throw this out, but yeah, everything's subjective. And hey, if you love this movie, then glad you had fun with it. But you just don't understand why people love it so yeah. much. I I'm with you on that. Whereas I don't like people are like, I love this movie. It's so good. It's incredible. It's a gore fest. Is it? Not really. Is it? I would say if we're not counting Army of Darkness, this is the least gory Evil Dead yeah. movie. I rewatched the uh, the remake the other night. Way more brutal. And my God, that movie's so much better than this one. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did, I think we watched it on the same night. It is. It, it, I, I watched it like three or four times when it first came out. And then I haven't seen, I watched it last week before evil dead rise. But the last time I saw it was like years ago. I remembered liking it more back then, mm -hmm. but I still had a good, it's a great movie. It was very, took a very serious tone. Yeah. Which I guess I, I like the first evil dead over dead by dawn because it's more serious. Um, and just like, Talk about taking advantage of the R rating in the 2013 uh, remake. Yeah. They were going so hard and not letting up. This movie had a lot of moments. It felt like um, felt like things were almost so surreal where everything was like in slow motion. Everyone was doing like these <laughs> slow turns to the camera yeah. and like people were just like, it took them a minute for the other characters to react. And it's like... Yeah, there were... Evil Dead is known for the frenetic energy. That's what was missing. Yeah, there were uh, many moments. Okay, like when the mom first turns into a deadite and she's in the bathtub and she does she flies up onto the ceiling and screams and ooh, spooky. And everybody's just watching her and they're like, everybody's just watching it happen, but nobody's saying anything. Nobody's doing anything. They just have this expression on their face and then she falls into the tub and then comes, which was comically then, hilarious. That was like the best Three Stooges practice. Yeah, and then comes back out of the water. So they do this whole scary thing again, and everybody just still is staring at her, not doing anything. And I'm thinking, it's. I, I wanted to be like the director, say, and action. All right, let's go. Say your lines. Do something. Everybody's just sitting around watching and not saying anything. I was like, this is awkward. Like I felt uncomfortable watching it. And I was like, is this supposed to be they, scary? Cause it's not reading that at all for me. I, th I think it's harder to scare people like us because we're very desensitized. I would love to speak to like someone from like a younger generation, like like a millennial and be and ask them if it scared them. I mean, they're desensitized to some degree too, but I, I didn't, I'm with you. I didn't get the whole, like just, you could probably write it off as they were shocked, but like, to me, with the Evil Dead movies, it's like 
there should be like this chaotic energy yeah. of like not knowing what's going on and just kind of having that sense of fear where you're kind of just freaking out. And even like, I, I, I think for some characters it would make sense to just be an utter shock, but like for the little kid, for all the characters, it just, everybody's yeah, for, just to have the same reaction. Yeah. It was just a little weird. I, I think uh, Lee Cronin who directed this movie, I think he did a good job creating like an atmosphere of this movie, I think this had your eyes, so, uh, <laughs> your eyes sink into your fucking don't, head like don't quicksand. you drop the don't you drop the a word on this movie? What atmosphere? What there this high rise apartment? Which by the way, okay, Evil Dead Rise, we're in an apartment now, new setting. Okay, what did they do different in this movie to utilize this new setting at all? This was the well with deadites. We're just in this one apartment. <laughs> You know, you're in the hallway for a little bit. I thought it, they could have done so much with a an apartment full of people. It was just well, it, if they it's like to, a high yeah, school play. That is true. It was very and in that notion, <clears throat> uh, they were really sticking to the Evil Dead, like basically like you're stuck in one location. But it would have been cool if they branched out and like uh, just added a little bit more textures and layering to this. I, and I like. I like how um, my favorite part of the movie was actually the beginning when you're getting to know the characters and uh, Alyssa Sutherland is like the tattooed mother and she's kind of like taking after these three kids by by herself and you're getting to know them. I thought that was the most interesting part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And um, I know a lot of people would say like, well, you know, there's never really any character development in the early Evil Dead movies. But they're presenting this as like, hey, this is the family. This this is the group of people that you're going to care about. But I don't think they really develop any of the characters. They're like, hey, uh, DJ guy, that's you. What's the the other ones? They all have like just a thing. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm with you. It, the characters weren't super fleshed out. I hope that out. turntable comes in handy later in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Evil uh, Dead convenience factor. That's what this movie was. <laughs> uh, they're taking notes from Scream 6. <laughs> yeah. On, on that oh, one. I have a ladder right but, uh, here. Climb across. <laughs> <laughs> no, never had, never went to Home Depot in my life, but magically there's a ladder in this New York City apartment. That would that scene would have played out better in Evil Dead Rise. Hey, there you 6. go. There's a good idea. Something to utilize with the apartment. Just have a have dude from Scream 6 be like, hey, get away from those deadites. Climb on this ladder. And then there would have been a shred of tension or suspense somewhere because is there any in this movie? If there is, point it out to me. I'm like, this is not scary at all. This is downright cringy. I feel kind of awkward watching um, this happen. <laughs> there was no suspense. There was never a single moment where I was like, oh shit, nothing. No, they really didn't. They really didn't put the kids in danger too much. Obviously, the two of them. The two, uh, well, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it. First of all, if you haven't seen this movie, you should probably click yeah, off go ahead and go watch and come Turn back. this off if uh, you haven't. Because this is a whole, yeah, this is a spoilery spoiler. We don't know how to talk it. about movies without just spoiling it. would be movies. too big. Yeah. This episode would be too boring if we were like, and like this thing happened. It wasn't really like, no, no, no. We're going to we're gonna use very colorful language. A uh, whole lot of that stuff. But yeah, so the two kids die. Um, I honestly didn't. It, it was just. I, I didn't go into this movie expecting to, like, love it. 
I didn't expect to hate it fully. Uh, even after you sent me that text message, I was like, I, and my friend Steve also said it was like, he saw it on Thursday and he went to go see, see it with me and Holly on Saturday. Um, 10 AM screening, by the way, woke up bright and early with a bagel <laughs> pocketed that shit and then watched it bright and early. Um, ideal time to see, uh, yeah. The drenched in darkness, horror movie. Uh, gotta do what you gotta do, baby. Um, what was the point of what I was saying? <laughs> no, it's uh, 10 a.m. showing. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? I have no idea. I, I did I did have an end goal, but then it kind of got lost in translation. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the two, the two kids die, but there's really... I didn't really... Like, I felt... I liked the characters enough where, like, I felt for it. I felt for their deaths, but I was like, oh, shit, like, they died. I wasn't, like, so you know, amped up about it because the kills were just, we could go into the kills, but they were just, you know, basic run of the mill horror movie kills, you know, nothing too out of the ordinary, nothing too spectacular. Um, Everybody was talking about the cheese grater and I was like, Oh man, this must be like a big thing. And it's like a little swipe on the leg. Like owie, like that's, (laughs) that's the big cheese grater moment. Like I could understand if somebody got their, whole face cheese grated off or something like that would be pretty extreme. That would have been, if we're comparing this, this is to... an evil dead movie, like a new one. You got to ramp it up a bit. Everything I saw was pretty tame compared. Very yeah. tame. I don't know where all this, Oh, it's so gory and brutal. And I heard a lot of people say, this movie doesn't give a fuck about your feelings, man. This movie's brutal. It's like, well, it didn't care about my patience and that's a feeling. So <laughs> that's for fucking sure. No, it also didn't care about your enjoyment. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed the movie for what it was, but I definitely wanted, I wanted more, especially out of the cheese grater thing. The cheese grater got a whole poster dedicated to yeah, it for a little, it was the size of a, a building. little swipe on the leg. And then there were other other household I like the mark if we're gonna talk about the marketing for Scream Six being bad. Yeah. There were basic ass posters with a scissor, a cheese grater, and a wine glass, and it said, These household items will terrify you, or something like uh. that. And it's just like No. <laughs> I mean no. It, again, like you said, if someone really shredded someone's face into Parmesan cheese. Yeah. To spread all over my linguini, my Jacheco linguini, that would have been something. If someone took the scissors and repeatedly, if we're comparing it to the 2013 Evil Dead when that chick cut off her arm with the turkey slicer, yeah, like, and it was just gruesome and she kept going and it was really Yeah, visceral. when she cuts the chunk of her face off with a piece of glass. Yeah, yeah. and that was really like up close yeah. and like really just like gnarly. And you saw like the flesh peeling. Yeah. Even with like the the daughter eating the wine glass, it was a little sanitized. I do appreciate yeah. that they used blood, like blood that looked like real, that was like pouring out of them, and they were you know drenched in it and stuff like that. That was fine, but like the wine glass stuff, eating the wine glass, it just looked very just yeah, sanitized. just eating the the fake candy glass, and then it cuts to a close up of a you know piece of latex, and somebody's poking it with. I'm like, uh, all right, this is pretty, yeah, it, pretty tame. Did it really get a rise it, out of me? No yeah. pun intended. Like Evil Dead is like the, um, if we're going to equate it to like music, Evil Dead is like the punk rock 
of like horror. It's supposed to be fast, quick, fair. yeah. And this movie didn't really do any of that. And and I'm coming from this as I'm I I thought this movie was. And decent. we got we got I, new I metal Evil Dead here. Like, hey, <laughs> no, no, dude, <laughs> those shitty contacts. What did the did the promoters of Ozfest 2003 have a warehouse sale? They're like, hey. Found these creepy contacts. Let's slap them in there and airbrush your veins. Call it a day. Someone find a representative from Be Wild and order a bunch of these contacts. Let's throw them Dude, in. Dude, the design of the Deadites sucked. Like, where are the soulless white eyes and the long fingers and all that? You trade that for contacts and a few airbrush veins and that's it. And that's funny that they... That they went that route too because with the use of like the blood you know the actual blood instead of just going for cgi blood you think that they would like hire a makeup artist to really make him look like and just another recent movie that really used makeup really well renfield the way nicholas cage looked all group uh gloopy and disgusting yeah. like that is like like that makes you feel like they're really deteriorating deteriorating that's how to say that yeah. word um that's a hard word um but yeah, this kind of just looked like, thank you for agreeing. Uh, <laughs> these, uh, and, and I love, I think that was my favorite scene in the movie with the whole dead by dawn callback. Uh, but yeah, they just look like regular. Oh, that's right. People. You like that moment. I did like that everybody's moment. like, I, I, dead I, I by dawn. <laughs> everybody's like, Hey, there's like the thing. New metal. Who's, who's got dead by dawn? Bingo. <laughs> I got bingo. I'm telling you. I, me and Phil talked about it. I, I think this is a good idea. Every horror remake that comes out, we're going to have a bingo card. And on our reviews for the movie, uh, we're going to we're gonna have what we checked off of our bingo card and say it out loud to see if we uh, predicted anything right. Any generic nostalgic moments that happened. And I acknowledge that it is nostalgic and they're just trying to harken back to the old Evil Dead because they probably can't think of anything original. Um but I, for some reason, I just liked it. I was just like, oh, shit, like, this is kind of cool. And just, like, the way that scene was... I liked how the scenes were set up in this movie. I think just the way it kind of played out with, like, the linear storyline and it wasn't just, you know, overly complicated. I was like, all right, this is just a fun, stupid movie. Mm. Emphasis on stupid. Wasn't offensive. And I liked how... And let's can we talk about Alyssa Sutherland, like, anchoring that movie? As dumb yeah. as it was, as much as you thought it was generic, she gave it her all. She she did fine, but... I thought she was the best part of the movie. I thought um, a lot of her... She got a lot of screen time for a dead. So eye. many cringy lines. My God. What was that line? <laughs> uh, what about titty suckers? That was my fate, my t uh, titty sucking parasite. When she said that, I said, somebody wrote this? <laughs> What is this shit? That might have been an improv line. That might have been some like Jonah Hill during Superbad improving. They were like, fuck it, leave it in. Yeah, That's and I good. just thought it was like, I hate to keep saying awkward. That's how I felt watching most of this movie. When they were looking through the peephole and the daughter's looking through there and she's just walking around the hallway and she's like, hi there, let me in. I, 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 like, I kind of thought, thought the way she played it was um, creepy. I did, I did like Sorry, it did not. <laughs> Like creep me out at all. I was like, "This is." I like guess she was like, "Mommy and Daddy are out here. Open up now." And I was like, "Hmm, okay." It 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 got me. I I I can't deny that it got me. I was like, I like the way 
I like her decisions on how to act as a deadite. I mean, um, she acted I well. You know, she did. She did a good job, but something about it just didn't ring scary to me at all. It was just odd, and I, I kept thinking to myself, like, is this supposed to be scary? This is just not anything. This is just bizarre. I just don't think we're supposed to be scared. We've seen it all. Hey, Especially I still with the get, horror remakes. I just dude, I still get scared. When I watched um, Mid- Hereditary. Well, when I watched Midnight Mass, which we need to talk about that at some point. Damn. What I'm a great we, I, um, I need to rewatch it. <clears throat> I, I, know a, I know a Mike Flanagan expert, if you ever want to do a Mike Flanagan retrospective. But uh, there was a jump scare in that that nearly gave me an aneurysm. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, just... Which which part? Uh when golfing, little, when, bitty, little bitty tan. When dude turns the lamp off, like he's talking to his son, he puts him in bed, puts oh, okay. and he goes to turn the lamp off and he moves yes. his hand and there's the creature. It just happens out of yes, nowhere. Yes, yes. Scared the shit out of me. So I still get scared, you know. But I, there was just nothing in this movie that elicited any sort of emotion that way. No, I didn't I didn't jump at this at all. There weren't really I thought the movie was crafted well, but I don't think it was crafted to have to uh, to, you know, have that type of emotion where you're like jumping for your life. Like, well, everything Mike Flanagan does, every scare is well crafted. Um, he just knows how to write. It all comes down to the writing. I mean, this movie didn't my friend Steve, uh he he told me after the movie, he's like, I thought I had like he like remembered where the parts he thought I was going to jump at. And I didn't Yeah, uh, smile. I jumped more because I thought those jump scares were pretty well done. As- yeah. Aside from not being the best movie, the jump scares were pretty well placed and not overly. Yeah, done. I mean, it had a, yeah. Smile had a couple of well done jump scares, but that doesn't mean the movie's good though. Like I could, no, I could no, pull no. out an air horn right now and blast it into the microphone. I'm sure the people listening would get a good jump from it. Does it make a good podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on that. But Evil Dead Rise didn't even have the jump scares. No. It just had the fun factor, which I think a lot of people are gravitating towards. Like, it's just like a fun movie. You're like, fun? <laughs> hey, I like fun. I want to join the party. <laughs> the fucking fun just... police. <laughs> you ever see Club Dread? Uh, a long time ago. The Broken Lizard. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. Where they, uh, well, there's this funny line where there's like the police kind of, he's like the party police or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the dude who plays Farva, he's like, stay out of my fun fucking face. And okay. that's just what I thought of. Anyway. <laughs> well, let me throw out a question for you here, Doug. A scenario, if you will. Let's say this was, uh, take away all the Evil Dead bingo, all the cliches, all the beats. Take away the title, Evil Dead Rise. Let's say this was Netflix original produced by Blumhouse. It's and a family finds a, oh, I don't know, a Ouija board in the attic. And that's how all this starts. And it's called Don't Go in the Attic or something generic like that. Would people be losing their minds over this if it wasn't Evil Dead? I don't think they would. People would be like, this is generic. It's fine. But because it's Evil Dead and it's a beloved franchise, people want to look for something that isn't there, or at least I don't think it's there. 
it's a complex it's a i feel like that's a complex question because there are so many people and that have different you know satisfaction meters that they get hyped and i'm not like this it takes i feel like it takes a lot to please me movie wise to to really like you know hang my hat on it um and then there's some people out there that are just like I think yes, the Evil Dead thing definitely amps it up a little more uh, because it's in that same universe, and people are just like Scream. They love the universe, they love the world, yeah. they love the atmosphere of it. So they're already going in with the preconceived notion that they're gonna love it. Mm -hmm. I just think people, and it's not even a thing where you can be. And I see this is like a complex thing because I feel like even if I love something it's okay to be critical of it yeah. and not completely love it and have qualms with it. But some people just, they have no frills. They just love it. They don't give a shit. And that's, again, that's fine. Yeah, if sure. you're like that, yeah. all power to you. If you could just enjoy it for what it is and love it wholeheartedly and not have to go in with any crazy expectations. That's great. I feel like it's just, there's so many different layers. Yeah. To it. I mean, a lot of people love Halloween ends. I don't get it. And I'm a diehard Halloween fan, but I hated the movie and I, I can't pretend that I loved it. And as far as screen goes, no. in the next movie, Ghostface could lift his robe up and take a dump on the floor. <laughs> credits roll. Isn't that what he did in Scream 6? That's what it Kinda. felt like. And credits could roll and people would be like, oh, it's it's brutal, dude. <laughs> like, there would be people and again, that like, still I, I want to. Yeah, and we and we could bring up every single point we had about Scream Six being bad, and they'll probably be like, "I don't care." Yeah, I just like it. There sometimes it just you know doesn't matter to some people. They just like it. I mean, I believe that and people that there's a lot of people that truly think this is a good movie, regardless of the yeah, name absolutely. of it. I just don't get it. I mean, everything I saw I, was just. Just so average and generic. I said the word, I used the word passable. It's a passable horror movie. Will I watch it again? I think so. I think I would watch this movie again. Uh, you know, if it's on, uh, I won't hurt. I won't <laughs> if buy it. If it's on. And... Uh, yeah, if it's on, like, you know, I'll leave it yeah. on. Um, I, I, I did like, there's a lot of positives in this movie that outweigh the negatives to me. Okay. Um. And I guess I'm just is it is it perfect? No, I and and I but I totally understand where you're coming from because is it generic? Yeah, it's not the most unique thing in the world. It's it's no uh, it's no X or anything that came out and I think just like or Terrifier two that like completely changed the game of you know what you can do with the modern slasher movie. Absolutely not. Is it passable? Is it fun? I I, I think it at least gets those check marks so what did you think about the intro <laughs> what did you think about the uh, intro? <laughs> i thought the intro was fine just i i dug average it. i liked it average i can't say it like blew me away or anything and i kind of thought the coming out of the water like captain planet with the with the titles behind Dude, it. I was I, like, that's so fucking funny that you said Captain Planet because every time the demons started, like, or the deadites started flying, I was like, yo, they're fucking. All I heard was the Captain Planet theme song. And I was like, why do they keep flying? Do they have, like, mini jetpacks on their ankles or something like that? But no, um, also, 
what I didn't like about the intro, if I saw one more person on social media post the fucking title card of this movie, I was going to fucking dead by hang myself. <laughs> I've seen at least 50 people post it, and I'm like, can't we just, just, do you have to post the intro just in case people haven't seen it? Uh, personally, I, I thought no, the title look- rising out of the water, a little on the nose. If you ask me, a little, a little hokey. I was like, eh, I did like right. the scalp drop on the on the dock. That was it's really kinda cool. Very Power Rangers esque. <laughs> <laughs> it was very. Also, took it straight out of Renfield. Nicholas Cage rising up in the gymnasium. Yeah. Uh, a little. Um, I was ready for her to do like a superhero landing and say like, "I'm Iron Man" or something like that. Very, uh, very Marvel superhero esque. But yeah, I did. I like the intro. Um. Nothing in this movie really offended me that much, or I, I it wasn't horrible. Uh, again, the dialogue, yeah, a little cringy. Some of the Deadite lines, I feel like they could have done a couple more takes uh, with some of those and had them, like, spitball. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of the lines that they said in, in well, the movie. Just the uh, one from the trailer. Like, mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> I think the trailer made both of us cringe. We were like, okay. A lot of yeah. people are saying this movie's good. I hope it's better than the trailer because this just, it's like, ugh. Ooh, so well, scary, they did spoil dude. a lot of the kills. <laughs> <laughs> they needed to come up with like a good, and even in 2013, there are some like pretty wild lines. Uh, when uh, Jane Levy is down in the basement, she's like, come down here so I can suck your cock. Yeah. That's, I was like, God damn. That's, that's like, that's, that's in, talking to her brother. that's in theme with Evil Dead though. Like that absurdity. I feel like, and the titty, that's why the titty sucking parasite line worked for me. Cause I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, let's talk about how they found the book. Talk about <laughs> back to convenience. Holy shit. Okay. So there's an earthquake and, uh, they're coming back from getting pizza. Oh my God. This is the well with dead heights. The pizza guy also. Did you ever, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, also, did you ever see Lee Cronin's other film? Hole in the ground? No. They literally said, there's a hole in the ground oh, in this movie. And I was no. like, oh, they referenced, <laughs> that's Lee Cronin sucking on his own ego right there. Okay. Yeah. So. Which is a good movie. I liked Hole in the Ground. I never saw it. Until the end. Um, uh, it's, it's okay. So an earthquake happens. There's a hole in the ground. And they're like, hey, look, there's a hole. Let's let's go in here. And wouldn't you know it, out of convenience, it it's opened up to this old mausoleum or something where they keep this book. Yeah. Shouldn't there have been like some sort of history on, I don't know why this is here. Maybe just to devote the intro segment to that, like why this room is underneath an apartment building. I feel like it would have made that movie, a, or I feel like it would have made it a little convoluted. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do for the next movie, because I feel like it could go back to the history of like, you know, how the, how the book came to be and why it's there. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this because when we talked on the phone, I was like, it is convenient, but like, I feel like the reason why it's not fully out of the realm of like, because I feel like every movie at least like action adventure movie has to have some, uh, and there is a little bit of suspension of disbelief. Like, yeah, 
okay, like, all right, they find, they, this ground cracks and they find this fucking vault. Yeah. Out of nowhere. But like, vault. Something That's like the Goonies. Yeah. Was it a vault? Yeah, a little vaultish. Uh, something like the Goonies. Where like, oh, they find this treasure map and stuff like that and they go down into the well. Like, it's a movie, so there has to be some ways to get these characters to, to these places. Could it be, could have, could it have been written better? Yeah. Yeah. But this, I, I feel like this one didn't offend me as much as like, you know, the Scream 6 thing where there's conveniently a ladder in someone's yeah. New York City apartment or where they happen to get on the right subway with Ghostface. That was annoying. This one didn't really, they needed to get the characters, the book in some way. Okay, this one was fine, but I get your gripes. Yeah, and the book looks like a Venus flytrap now with the teeth. Yeah, I, yeah, but you know what? I don't think that's the same book. I think they're different books. Oh, really? I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. Uh, in Army of Darkness, there was like three yeah. like rocks with like the books. It could be a different one. I did like how when you opened it, like, because that's how you basically fuck with them. You know, it you know pricks your finger and blood goes on it, and you basically you just well on this one you um, play the records backwards. Oh, how convenient! This uh, this guy has. <laughs> DJ equipment, so here's our record player. <laughs> and you know what? I damn yeah, it. We're go Bill, we're going I, back I, to satanic panic from the eighties when you play your Judas Priest record backwards. It tells you to kill your parents. Turn down that damn Black Sabbath. <laughs> what is that? Jethro Tull? <laughs> Jethro Tull. <laughs> Ian Anderson's telling you to suck the devil's dick over there. <laughs> um but no, because I I again and I, I don't want to explain it away, but like the the sister is like a guitar tech or whatever for bands and whatnot. So maybe she like, you know, grew up in the household for a little bit and she like taught them about music. It's like a music filled household. So I could, I could have suspension of disbelief for that. Is it convenient? Absolutely. Is it kind of dumb? Yeah. I, I also didn't oh, like Oh, and the then later you know, on she's like, oh, there's no electricity. I, like I know I how like to it. make this work. Get out my tools and it's like damn i also didn't like how she acted like a, the um ellie acted like a doppler radar and just like played the the prayer out of her mouth i was like this oh looks like it's straight out of spongebob what's going I forgot on about that holy shit yeah i was like you didn't you know you didn't need that probably could have thought of something a little better oh than that, but damn i forgot about again. that part oh and yeah. how did um how did the wood chipper end up in the movie it was just there at the bottom of a parking garage. Oh, it was just there. Which now thinking of it, that's odd placement for a wood. One would say convenient. <laughs> what do you know? This, this wood chippers ha happens to be right next to this vault that contains the book. And where did she get the chainsaw from? I miss that. Oh, um, from the, where did she get it from? Uh, I really, yeah, this is why we need yeah, to watch I'm the movie again. Spotty on some of the details. I feel like um, the like the maintenance man, like the landlord, like she like went into that. Uh, she used like the shotgun to get somewhere, and she found the chainsaw. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, is that it? Or maybe she found it in like the back of the truck. I don't. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's what it was. So, and in the intro, when they're getting pizza, they, that truck is kind of like. 
in front of the apartment building. So you could kind of tell that like there's tools in there that's going to come into play at, at some point. So chainsaw is not out of the realm of possibility. The wood chipper being in a parking garage in the city <laughs> in California. <laughs> Yeah. They're not even in the rural part of California. They're not mountains. They're in downtown LA. They're in a fucking. <laughs> what do you know? They're in an LA parking garage <laughs> with a wood chipper. Yeah. That's a little. Throw this wild. script in that wood chipper. How about that? <laughs> I think it was. It was uh, the script was written with, uh, with little pieces of Paul Bunyan's beard whittled down to ink. <laughs> Written with crayons. That wood chipper should have had a fucking flannel on it. <laughs> that wood chipper should have done stand up comedy at the store. Oh shit. Um, so what do you think about the yeah, um was... the elevator full of blood? Like I, I, why? I, I like yeah. it. I I yeah, I mean, you know what I didn't like about since we're talking about the elevators? Again, not taking advantage of the R rating, um and Obviously, it's a touchy subject, but like every other movie did it. You kind of know what you're going in for when you see an Evil Dead movie. Kind of, again, convenient. I didn't like this convenience factor when Ellie was in the elevator and like kind of the wire. Like it was basically the tree rape scene, but an elevator. Uh, they didn't show oh, yeah. the panic or anything. Like they showed a little bit of it, but they cut it. And I was like, you could have really. They just didn't go for it fully in, in this yeah. movie. And that's another reason that they didn't really go hard. Yeah, exactly. Every. Uh, it was kind of implicated. every moment to go for it. They just pull back and it's, I mean, I think this is a very tame movie. Like it's not, yeah, there's nothing in it that makes you go, Whoa, Holy shit. But everybody's talking like it is. And, and, and th- I can't agree. I, I agree with you on that, but I can't agree with the people who really call it like a gore fest. And it's so bloody when things like X and terrifier two came out just last year yeah. and terrifier two, that movie made me uncomfortable and I haven't been uncomfortable with a slasher in a long time. And I feel like the people that we talk to kind of have that same, like we've seen a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Uh, a lot of ones that went like balls to the wall and this one just didn't do that. So yeah. I'm just, I just want to know where are, where the division is of people that are saying like, why do you think it's a gore fest when it's like, not really like, but that? even if they had gone for it, um, gore doesn't make a movie really better or worse. I mean, it can make it more fun, but if the story and the character yeah. development is not there, doesn't really matter. Fill an ele- elevator full of blood doesn't make the rest of this movie generic as shit. Again, cool imagery, cool way to set. Never the seen scene. that in a movie doesn't before. Save the movie. Yeah, it was in 1980, whatever, and it was the shot. Yeah, 1980. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't. It was fun enough for me to watch again and to, and you know, to call it a decent movie. Um, but yeah, the gore fest that people are saying it is, it's just not, it's just not that there's just so much more, um, so much more that could have been done. I feel like there was a lot of stuff that was left on the table that the director could have done. It could have been a little more, um, again, I'm fine with them not completely fleshing out the characters because evil dead is just not that. Even in 2013, we get like a little history with, you know, the sister and the brothers. They're at the cabin for her being. I a thought those characters, after rewatching it, I thought they were fleshed out pretty well. You think so? The brother. Okay. The brother annoyed the fuck oh, out of me. Look, he was the worst part of the movie. If uh, the spook house was around in 2013, he would go on the plank of wood award. Say it. Say it, Phil. That, 
The Melissa Barrera Spirit yeah. Award goes to him. Absolutely. If Colin Farrell owns a Home Depot, he's working in the lumber department. And Melissa <laughs> Barrera is working customer service. <laughs> oh, no, she's the CEO, baby. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. She's, she's the CEO. Hey, she, she's the she creator. She stepped up in Scream 6. I mean, can't hate her on her anymore. No, no, Dermot Mulroney's the fucking president oh. of the lumber department. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. That dude goes to sleep on two by fours. <laughs> that dude has wakes up with fucking splinters in his ears. <laughs> but yeah, after rewatching that, I was like, damn, this dude has like there's just no charisma from this guy at all. Has he done anything? No, no, Jane Jane Levy. She was great. Uh yeah, she's incredible. She was another another actress that just like kind of faded into the background in recent years. Like I don't really know what she's done, but wow. Talk about like final girl, like status, like yeah, yeah. she ranks high. Uh, Jane Levy ranks high. Um, what was the question you asked? Oh, I don't know. I was just talking about the remake. Well, here's a question yeah. for you. Uh, oh, what else has he done? I'm not sure. Um, what did you think about the final scene in this? Like the ooh, the the big gotcha moment. I thought it was Talk- weird. Yeah, um, it did feel very weird. I don't think they needed to do that. It really didn't say much other than it was, it was happening before. Well, you know, they, they well, that was the, the girl really from uh, the beginning of the movie. Yeah. 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 There was like a flashback, which I was like, Oh, okay. Weird. Why they would choose to do that. We already know what happened. I just feel like the bookends of this movie have really nothing to do with everything in the middle. It, it sort of uh, felt like, Hey, no. this is evil dead. Here's a cabin. Here's a little bit of cabin action. But yeah, just a, a fucking wet fart of an ending. I was like, is this supposed to be a... Yeah, but like, we didn't really need Is to this know supposed that, to though. be like a jump scare or something? Because it just zooms into her face and... Evil Dead yeah. Rise. See you later. But it was kind of useless. Yeah. Like, it didn't drive the plot forward. It didn't really open up any doors for, like, future movies um, other than... You already knew this girl was possessed. This is how it yeah. happened. Okay. I felt like that scene in Bowfinger was... when they're in the parking deck. I never saw oh, Bowfinger. Dude. It's been it's been on my list for quite Bowfinger's a while. I was great. watching uh... somebody out there will uh, hopefully appreciate that reference. But yeah, that's a good movie. It, it is a, it is an underrated Eddie Murphy movie. Uh, there was another Eddie Murphy movie that's underrated that came out around that time with Robert De Niro. Um, I know you know it. Uh, I can't think Robert of the name. It's like when he he's playing like an actor or like he's on set of like a movie. And I think he's like an agent or something about time or. I have no idea. I must have missed that one. Shit. But uh, I came out in the early 2000s. Life is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy. Uh, I know. Um, oh. Is that the one? No. I'm yeah, they're uh, prisoners in the South. Like in the 1940s. Are they like gangsters? Like they come out. Oh, like you've never gang? seen it, like dude. It's I've it's never so seen it. Good. I've different. seen that movie like thirty times. It's one of my favorite comedies. Really? Shit. I need to. I need to go. I've been going down a Lawrence Fishburne rabbit hole. I need to go down an Eddie Murphy rabbit hole. All right. Yeah. Definitely watch Life. Um. All right. Back to Evil Dead. Any other thoughts on this? We don't have to keep uh dragging it out like this movie did with my patience. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shit god like, damn it dude I'm, I'm sorry i hate that i just hate that this is i mean i'm just being honest 
This is how I feel. And honestly, he's appreciated and, here. And I have a question for you. Are you now with this movie, you know, knowing how you feel about it? Are you still looking forward to more Evil Dead movies? Because they're making them. From this director? Or are you going to be a little more hesitant? Yeah, do you think they should switch directors? Do you think they should? I would. Shake things up. Something about this movie just felt soulless. Like, it's just something empty about it. That just didn't... It's, it's like the Evil Dead spirit isn't there. It was a little more... Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I mean, it's... Again, I, I thought he did well with the atmosphere. Uh, did I feel... I just felt like it was... Um, it, it was a little... I, I really can't argue that. Not like I'm trying to, but... um. Yeah, something just yeah, felt... Hollow, more hollow than 2013. Yeah. I like the atmosphere that he presented, but yeah, it just didn't feel Evil Dead. Yeah, it felt like a Netflix original. It felt like I watched episode one of Evil Dead Rise, the Netflix series. <laughs> well, um, it was going to be a streaming release, actually. Yeah, HBO Max. When it first came out, but yeah, but the test audiences... Uh, you know, it went really well during the test screenings and they decided to, I mean, it was a good move because it made like, uh, like close to 30 million. I think it made 23 to 25 million. Yeah, it's weekend. done well. Curious to know how it's going to do on the second weekend, how it's going to hold. Well, what do you think? It's got rave reviews. So, I, but I feel like a lot of people that really wanted to see it saw it already. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the chunk, that big chunk of money came from. Unless word of mouth is just really rampant and people are just going to like fans of other genres are going to come out and yeah. see it just because yeah. it's a fun movie. People are talking about it. I think let's do predictions. I'm thinking, I'm thinking at least if it's being talked about this much, I'm thinking like 9 million. Oh, I'm not good with uh, box office numbers. I mean, me neither. I've yeah. sucked, but... <laughs> well, I do know this Renfield should have done way better. Oh my god! What a bomb that yeah. was! It was. It didn't even. It wasn't even the top five and this week. Who were the these people office. that went to see the Pope's Exorcist? Other than that, other than Renfield, bro, really? it made more than a Nicolas Cage movie, and this this movie was so hyped. Never doubt, Russell Crowe. You know, the fucking Vatican's on fire. How do people give a He's shit about that? He's fighting the competition at the box office. Talk about ca capital G for generic. Yeah. We gotta see this movie now. Uh, it's not even playing in my I'll theater. I'll catch it on streaming. That's how much AMC gives a fuck about it. Uh, yeah, we should definitely like do like a, a, a watch of that and then uh, circle back and review the fucking Pope's generic, the Pope's boar fest. Well, any other thoughts on Evil Dead, Doug? Uh, Evil Doug. Evil um, Doug. Evil Doug Rise. No, um, Doug by Dawn. Surprise us on your Instagram name. Uh, it's three words, and I don't like uneven numbers. All right. Fair answer. You heard <laughs> the man. <laughs> Believe me, I thought of so many cool names to do, but I just don't like three. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm weird. Uh, no, I, fi I find it interesting. I have, I have a lot of OCD with numbers. Uh, we won't go down that road <laughs> now. Uh, but uh, no, I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was passable. Um I, I, I think if they're going to keep making these movies, um, it would be cool to do like different stories every time, pass it to a different director every time, make it sort of like uh, an extended creep show 
type of franchise. That's a good idea. Different books, different locations. Um, or if they're going to stick to this one, keep Alyssa Sutherland because she was awesome in it. Um, other than that, I'll I'll happily watch this movie again. I'm looking forward to it, actually, uh, just to see if I still feel the same on rewatch. Uh, what do you think, Daddy-O? Uh, Daddy-O <laughs> says that he'll give it a rewatch sometime. I mean, <laughs> whenever it's yeah, free. Yeah, whenever it's free, I'll give it a watch. Um, when it's on Netflix, where it should have been in the first place, I'll give it a watch. I just don't think it translated Damn. to the big screen well. It feels like an HBO. It was very, very thing. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, um, it's very, very small scale. As much as, well, with Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, he utilized the space so much more, and it just felt like just big and vast. Even if it was, you know, set in one location. Yeah, but those movies were uh, so inventive and unique. They were trying yeah. different stuff. While while that's being makes, scary but absurdly funny. hilarious. And this movie was not hilarious or scary. It was just no. I think it had a hard time balancing the camp. It's a plain bagel, untoasted, with butter. No butter. Just just a plain no ass bagel. Half of half a plain bagel, untoasted. With you just you just disrespected every single person in New York right now. <laughs> well, hey, that's what this movie is. Well, maybe they should set it at evil 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 dead evil dead the Bronx. How about that? The deadites are gonna fall into a couple potholes. Yeah. They find the necro. They find the Necronomicon in a pothole. Hey, what's this fucking book like, over what here? What is this? <laughs> hey, what's this? Hey, Tony, what the, this Necrogoblicon is over here? Is this uh, this a new brand of Zacheco pasta? What's hey, going on? Hey, that doesn't have my mother's sauce recipe. I don't want to read it. <laughs> oh, Evil Dead Italy. Yeah. Evil Dead, my grandmother's recipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I I mean, anytime Hollywood wants to call us, I mean, we got ideas. Hey, we got the sauce, baby. Um, we be dripping in olive oil. <laughs> All right, Doug. Well, I think we covered the movie pretty well. I'm sure a lot of people completely disagree with uh, my analysis, but hey, I can just speak my mind and. Hey, don't hate me for it. I feel like I want to, I want to hear people talk about why they love it or why they dislike yeah, it sure. in the comments or ta- tag us, please. If, if you're watching this, tag us and let us know what you think about the movie and just talk about it. I want to, I want to open up conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Tell Phil he's a piece of shit. Tell me I'm a piece of shit. Let's just have a film discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Phil gets enough of that for me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doug. Well, we are going to get on out of here, but hey, this was fun. Nice and quick. In and out. As always, quick for, yeah, 52 minutes. (laughs) All right. Well, if you're still listening, thank you so much. We do appreciate it. If you got a minute, maybe leave a rating for the show on iTunes. That helps us out. Helps get the word out there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Spread that word. Spread them butt cheeks. Spread them butt cheeks. Share this with your friends on Instagram or whatever you're on. But yeah, we will catch you guys on the next one. Doug, I love you very much. Love you, baby.